0: It was a calm and clear night, a little bit cold. They were near the desert after all and up on a hillside a little bit. So, you know, got cold at night. They huddled around the fire. Some of them even uh, wore an extra tunic to keep warm. And the sheep were sleeping off in a field nearby They hadn't seen any wolves or lions for the past couple of days, so they were able to relax a little bit. They also didn't talk to each other very much. Not because anything was wrong, this was, they were just comfortable. They'd been with each other for a long time now. This was a a life that they were very familiar with. Many of them had been shepherding since their father started bringing them when he had flocks of his own. Now they were adults. They had herds of their own, and they'd been doing this for a long, long time. Quite frankly, it was a night just like any other night, a night that they had experienced hundreds, if not thousands of times beforehand. It truly was just a calm and peaceful night. When out of nowhere, a massive blinding light in the sky burst open and in the middle of that bright light was a person, or at least it kind of looked like a person. An absolute terror overtook each of these shepherds. And look, you'd be pretty freaked out as well if like when you were watching Netflix for the 500th night in a row, the roof of your house burst open and a, a person appeared in your living room. You'd be pretty freaked out as well. And now this human-like figure quickly reassured them that they didn't have to be afraid. I'm sure it was very obvious how freaked out these guys were. He said, do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all the people. Today in the town of David, a savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. Now these were shepherds. These were not learned men who knew the Torah too terribly well. But even they knew the prophecies of a coming Messiah, one who was going to save God's people. You know, whatever that meant. And then just as quickly as the first angel appeared, there appeared hundreds more, or at least it felt like hundreds. And they sang in this beautiful heavenly choir, glory to God in the highest down on earth Peace on whom his favor rests. It was amazing. It was incredible. The greatest and most grand spectacle they had ever seen. And just as quickly as they appeared, they disappeared. They went back up into heaven. All was calm and quiet again. The shepherd stood there for a moment, stunned allowing themselves to recalibrate a little bit from what just happened. And finally, one of them broke the silence and said something along the lines of, well, I don't know about you guys. Bethlehem's not that far away. I'm gonna go see what this is all about. And they all went traveling to Bethlehem to see firsthand the Messiah the Savior of the world, as a newborn baby. So obviously our scripture text today is uh, Luke chapter 2. If you want to start flipping there in your Bibles right now. Luke is one of the first books of the New Testament. Matthew, Mark, Luke, and then John. Uh, Luke chapter 2, verses 8 through 15. Also we have uh, the scripture passage in your sermon notes. Nice and convenient that way. But I'm going to read Luke 2, verses 8 through 15, I encourage you to please follow along with me. And there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all the people. Today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. Let's go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. And this is God's word for us today. Have you ever realized how wild that story is? Like, could you imagine being those shepherds? Or imagine if some big cinematic director, like a a Christopher Nolan or a Peter Jackson made this scene into a movie and you got to watch it on this big IMAX screen. You'd be absolutely blown away. It would be disorienting. It would be astounding. And a lot of us know this story very well. And it's, it's great that we know the Christmas story so well. And I'm sure there's many of us here today who have heard it hundreds of times before. But one of the downsides of knowing it so well is that uh, perhaps the amazement and wonder and majesty of it, it kind of just wears off over time. And that happens to me too. So these angels burst onto the scene and they tell the news of Jesus being born nearby in Bethlehem, the savior of all people has been born. And this is good news that will cause great joy for all people, not just the shepherds, not just the Jewish people, not just the people in that time of history, but good news for all people at all times, good news of great joy, good news of great joy. So if you've been following Nova's Advent devotional, and I really highly encourage you to do so because they are all absolutely fantastic. We are now entering into a week focused on joy. Two weeks ago, our focus was on hope, last week was on peace, and this week our focus is going to be joy. And joy is a funny thing. Like, I personally find it kind of difficult to define. Like obviously I can define it, like if you type joy definition into Google, uh, what comes up is, a feeling of great pleasure and happiness. Now, that's obviously not wrong, but I don't think it quite captures all of what joy is. It doesn't really encapsulate it. Great pleasure and happiness, just for some reason, it just doesn't, it's just not all there, at least for me. When I think of experiencing true Pure joy, it also contains elements of peace and comfort and contentment, of love. Therefore, I don't know about you guys, but joy is a difficult thing to describe to another person with words, like I'm trying to do right now. It's almost as if words are not good enough to describe joy, but but when we feel joy, we know it. Maybe you felt joy at the end of just the perfect day with your family, your loved ones. Maybe you felt joy on your wedding day, for those of you who are married, for you parents out there, I am absolutely positive you felt joy when you held your daughter or son for the first time. We can also feel joy at random times of our life, really. So I'm about to spoil some of tomorrow's devotional. Sorry about that. Spoiler alert, I guess. (laughs) Uh, So my in-laws have a home in Rancho Palos Verdes and their home has one of the most incredible views I have ever seen. It looks out literally over the entire greater Los Angeles area, literally. On a clear day you can see Malibu, you can see Seal Beach, you can see the downtown skyline We can pick out the Hollywood sign off in the distance. We can see the Disneyland fireworks, 9.30 every night. They're very small. (laughs) You can see them though. And I'll tell you what, the view at nighttime, it's spectacular. When the entirety of Los Angeles turns on their lights and it just, it lights up, it twinkles, it's beautiful. I love spending time on their back deck and just taking it all in. And so one night when I was doing so, I was just kicking back in a nice, comfy, easy chair, just looking at all of the lights. I began to reflect on all of the people that each light represented. Every house light, car light, even the lights of airplanes circling above to land at LAX, they all represented a person or a group of people. Each person having their own story of wants and needs, pains and triumphs, joys and heartaches. And God knows each of them and their stories intimately, better than they do even. And he loves each of them with an incomprehensible love. And the same is true for me and for you and for everyone. And at this thought, I felt true, profound, beautiful joy. Joy is a funny thing. It's kind of hard to encapsulate fully in a definition, but when... We feel it. We know it. We all know what it is. And in our passage today, the angels bring good news of great joy for all people. And like I said, this is for all people at all times, including us. This news is meant to evoke joy within us. This news is meant to evoke that profound feeling of happiness and good pleasure that is indescribable. Jesus God himself is born a lowly human. Do you get how mind-numbing and incredible that is? God, the creator, sustainer, and ruler over literally everything. He exists outside of time. Our minds will never begin to comprehend what that actually means and looks like. This great, all-powerful, incomprehensible person chooses to be born a lowly human. And he does so because he is and was on a rescue mission to save us from ourselves. Our world is deeply broken. We all feel it. We all experience it. And we all contribute to this brokenness as well. God has every right to let us stay lost in this wilderness of our own creation. But he loves us and chose to send his son Jesus, God himself, who through his life, death, and resurrection, sin may be conquered and we may have restoration and forgiveness, unconditional love and forgiveness in him. This is truly good news of great joy. And so if you're following along in your sermon notes right now, uh, that that point number one, I'm going to call a quick audible. It's a, I, I made a statement right there, and I, I kind of want to change that up a little bit. Instead of a statement, I want to ask a question. Does this good news bring joy for you? Does this good news bring joy for you? And I'm, I'm going to be transparent and honest with you all for a little bit. For a whole lot of my younger life and through college, this good news did not... Elicit joy for me. It wasn't that I was antagonistic towards the gospel. It wasn't even that I didn't believe or have faith. I genuinely did. For a lot of my life, I knew about God, but I did not know God. There's a big difference. So I was raised in a devout Christian home. My parents loved Jesus very, very much. And I've known who God is since the time I could form my own thoughts. I put my faith and trust in God at a young age. I believe I was around seven or eight years old or so. I've been a faithful attender of church my entire life went to children's ministry, went to youth group. I went on missions trips, served on the worship team, and helped teach children's ministry while growing up. Even for junior high and high school, I attended a private Christian school where I attended chapel every week. I prayed with my classmates every day. And one of the classes that I attended every day was Bible. I went to a Christian university and studied theology for my undergraduate degree. And literally just last week, I finished up my master's degree in theology. If there was anybody, if there no, 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 no. If there was anyone who knew about God, it was me. Oh, I could tell you various atonement theories and rattle off 10 different theological heresies. I could give you long, insightful answers to the deepest of theological questions. I knew the Bible front and back, side to side. And at one point, I could recite all of the books of the Bible in order. I can't do that anymore. I knew about God. But for a lot of my life, I did not know God. God in a personal sense. Knowledge about God does not equate to knowing God. There are many people out there who are absolutely brilliant in the realm of theology and biblical studies, but they don't know God on a personal level. On the flip side, there are people who may be new to the faith, who may not know the finer points of theology or the Bible, but they have a deep, deep and personal relationship with God And I think it's that deep and personal relationship with God, knowing God, that elicits joy. We are told in Galatians 5.22 that one of the fruits of the Spirit, one of uh, the the natural outpourings of knowing God, having his Spirit within us, is joy. It's why James tells us that we can have joy even in the midst of suffering. It is why the psalmist can write, You make known to me the path of life. In your presence there is fullness of joy. At your right hand are pleasures forevermore. That's Psalm 1611. You see, it wasn't until I went through a really, really uh, rough point in my life when my mental health was bad, anxiety was just kicking my butt, when I realized that I was just absolutely desperate for a real relationship with God, not just one based on head knowledge. And what I found um, when I was at my wit's end, quite literally, God was there. His love, his compassion, his empathy, what was there. It's it's this it's almost kind of like this classic cliched story of when I was at my rock bottom just crying out to God, God, I need you. Please, I need you. And he was there. And I don't know if I can quite describe the specifics about what happened or what changed but in an instance of desperation when it seemed like everything around me was just crashing i needed the personal hand and embrace of god not just knowledge about him and his love and so i sought out god the person not just knowledge about god and he was there he lifted me up out of the pit and over time, I healed. And you know what? All of those passages of the Bible that I knew front and back and side to side—they actually began to like make sense. If that made, they 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 were actually God's words speaking to me. And the same thing is true of, of worship songs as as well. It's this incredible. Um, it's it's so hard to describe. And the anxiety isn't gone necessarily. It's way better, I can tell you that. But even in the midst of ups and downs, good times and trials, my life since this moment has undoubtedly, unequivocally, no doubt whatsoever in my mind, it has been filled with joy. It's the greatest thing ever. It really, really, really is, you guys. And so I don't say all of this as some sort of, oh, look at me story, but rather I tell you this as a personal witness of the joy that knowing God provides. There is truly nothing greater. Trust me, I know from personal experience. It is so, so good. I want to make a few side notes and caveats before we close. So first, I wasn't really at all touching on the the topic of salvation or anything like that. I I genuinely had faith and believed in Christ my entire life. Rather, I was just touching on my life and knowing a lot about God, but not necessarily knowing God. Another thing, and I think this one's important. I should also note that people's experiences and emotions vary throughout life for a variety of reasons and circumstances. As they should, life is full of ups and downs. For some people, the Christmas season can be difficult. For some of us, maybe we are going through trials and suffering right now, and you just aren't feeling that joy. That is okay. There's nothing wrong with you if that's the case. The gambit of life is broad, And there are times when feeling joy is no problem at all. There are also times when it may seem impossible. That's okay. God is with you in the joy. God is with you in the suffering. You don't have to be happy all the time to be close to God. Just look at Ecclesiastes or Job or the Psalms. One final thing I should note Knowledge about God and studying and learning about the Bible and theology are really great things. I'm not trying to talk bad about that. But knowledge about God is not the same as knowing God. And knowing God is the greatest thing you could ever do it's freedom, it's liberation, it's love, it's forgiveness. It is the greatest thing ever. Knowing God brings joy. It just does. Good news of great joy. Good news of great joy. And that's what we're celebrating this Christmas season. It started on that night in Bethlehem. When it was a night just like any other night. All was calm and peaceful And just as those angels burst onto the scene in joyful, triumphant praise, bringing good news of great joy, Jesus too burst onto the scene. God incarnate on a rescue mission. The great and infinite and magnificent God wants to have a close, intimate relationship with you that is full of abounding and unconditional love and forgiveness. There is no greater reason to have joy. Amen.